Okay, we're recording. And I'll just mute everybody in case people come in. Um, okay. Great. So let's place our hand on our heart if we can and allow a deep breath. Letting ourselves feel grateful for this opportunity to come together to heal and to hold sacred space for others, for ourselves. Grateful for all the blessings, all the lessons, all the learning, all the growth that's coming to us, that we're working through, that Holy Spirit is working with us to transform and transmute. We are open for guidance, for wisdom, for insight. We allow ourselves to be in full trust of when to share and when to listen. And we dedicate this time together to the healing of the one mind. And we're grateful and send a loving prayers to our teacher and all of our fellow companions in Masterful Living and beyond. We bless this time. Knowing it's blessed, we receive the gifts. And so it is. Amen. Okay, so I'll just pull up the question that we had today. So the one that got, she's very chatty. The one I sent out to uh, in the email was kind of like, I didn't have the transcript, so it was not full. So I have kind of really made it more accurate based on the class, but I didn't have the transcript to do that, but I did uh, earlier today. So let's take a look at the question for today. This was based on the uh, Masterful Living class from the 17th. So this was about using the violet flame to, um, yeah, requalify misused life force. So here's what Jennifer had done that reading from the violet flame book, she read a passage three times in a row, and then she asked these questions. How does, how... This should be, how do you feel? How do you feel about the idea of forgiving all transgressions and being forgiven of all transgressions, that all of it could be permanently resolved and dissolved? Is there anything you wish to hold on to? Anything you're not quite ready to let go of? Are you willing to leave the pain and hurt in the past and not take it into the new year? And what would happen if we let it all go? So um, those are the questions. Let me grab them from here. So this is, you know, they're always deep. This one feels deep today. Well, let's see. Okay. Oh, good. She was here. Okay, great. So let me put these in the chat. And... Yeah, so essentially that passage she had read from the Violet Flame was kind of encouraging this kind of leave it, let it all go. There's no need to carry it forth. And um, so those were the questions she posed for the breakout. So there are four of you. Let me see. Karen, are you able to participate? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, great. Well, I can make two groups, and then if people join, I'll add some to your group. So let me, 
And Karen, would you like to join by video? Because I can make it easy for you. Yeah, Karen. Okay, good, Karen. So we've started the recording and your time to share any insights you received or anything you'd like to share from your discussions. You you going, Sheila? You starting us off? No. Oh, no. Who's <laughs> here? Go ahead, Nadia. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Um, one of the things that came up was the comfort of being sad, and um, just the the I guess effort or work or, or un uncertainty of change that is, is, is an uncomfortable zone to be in. And so it's like forgiving all things, like we don't know what that looks like. And so it's, it's like uncomfortable and, and new. And um, you know, that part, that's a hurdle. It's a hurdle and what I've learned in the last couple of years is just to be willing to jump over hurdles and it's like, you know, making it like, okay, it's a, it's a new sport. I don't really like track. I don't like running. Definitely don't like jumping over hurdles. It, it just, the idea of it sounds like, like literally the idea of jumping, running and jumping over something and possibly hitting it, possibly falling on my face. I don't want any of that. However, if that's what it takes to feel good at some point, and like I, like I use Holy Spirit to use logic to get me to like do things. It's like okay, Holy Spirit says, go around the, run around this track and jump these hurdles, and you'll feel better. And then my ego's like, but that makes no sense. Why would I feel better? It's like, well, look at these people who all did it. And they're smiling, and the ones who aren't doing it are, are frowning. I was like, oh, okay, that does make logical sense. So the same logic that I've used to, to not do things, Holy Spirit has used to convince me to do things. So it's like, I'll use logic to say, well, why would I do that? And then Holy Spirit will come in and say, well, look at them. They did this, and they got the result that you say you want. Do you still want that result or not? It's like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> Can I say something, Nadia? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I love your metaphor of the hurdles. And, I, you know, it resonated with me because I would not, I do like running, but I do not like jumping. I've got very short legs. <laughs> so I would have no chance. But, you know, it's just rang a bell. There's something recently that I heard um, Jennifer talking about, about not having to do it all herself, herself. Well, I think maybe it was even in today's prayer. And, you know, if we could have a, just a little army of angels or just Holy Spirit there, like in front of the hurdle, just like here, I'll give you a leg up. <laughs> Over you go. Easy. You know, and if we, I think, well, talking for myself here, I often expect it to be difficult. 
And it doesn't have to be. You know, we can just ask and say, please, can you make this easier? Please, can I have help with this? The, the for, and actually, the way the question was written, it wasn't even that we had to do anything, right? We just had to allow it to happen, the forgiveness to come. And I really, I think that's one of the things I want to step into next year is really embracing that idea that we do not have to do it all by ourselves. There is no need for it to be difficult or, to, or to, to make it difficult for ourselves and just continually ask for help and support. So we fly over the hurdles. Thank you for that. I didn't think of that. I'm writing that one down. <laughs> I'll just say, Claire, that I read that this morning in the prayer. And it said something like, the ego would have us meet all of our own needs and not need anyone else. And I know that some of my growth has been not expecting other people to meet my needs. And then meeting my own needs felt like a step toward like a growth. And now it seems like I, when I read that today, I said, oh, that's like level three, you know? Now stop meeting my own needs. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else have uh, light bulbs who want to share something? I just want to thank Philip for that beautiful story about Rudolph. <laughs> no worries, Sheila. I'm glad it connected. Can you do you want to do it like a summary or a recap or something? Because the listeners, the listeners didn't, you know, they're you left them hanging here. <laughs> oh boy, um, I think this story goes back to like 1920, and it's about a little girl and a dad who lose their mum. And then the uh, the father writes this story about a reindeer. And it goes to um, it goes to a publisher and the rights the rights for the story are taken away from the from the father. And then this publishing company gets taken over by a bigger company and the rights are handed back to the father. And then the story's converted into a uh, a song. And at the time, the, the very beginning when the story was written, the father was kind of not destitute, but he was struggling. And through his struggles uh, and making his daughter happy, this uh, this father was able to look after his daughter get over the, the misery and sadness of the, I think the mother died from cancer, I think so. But it's just a, a story from uh, rags to riches, if you like, on, on an emotional, spiritual, physical level. Did I miss anything out, Sheila? 
Well, it was just so beautiful that it became the very famous story of Rudolph and then the song of Rudolph and the guy probably made millions of dollars just writing this beautiful story for his daughter to cheer her up and that um, I think it was Montgomery Ward you said the big that gave him back to the song yeah that's or, it you yeah. filled in the bits I missed yeah that was team that's yeah. teamwork Right. Yeah, Philip posted it. He posted it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I I just thought it was nice. It was just very simple. Uh, the simple stories are always the best. Um, yeah. And it's about intention as well, right? It not, there's the angels again. <laughs> it was not his intention to make millions with that. I think that's the that's one of the heartwarming parts about it. The intention was just to do something loving for and fun. It wasn't chasing anything. And detached as well, detached from the outcome. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything um, you're not willing to let go of heading into the new year? Anything you're holding on to or any other shares? I know when I typed the question in the last part where it says, what would happen if we let it all go? It was like uh, the thing that came to me was the energy that you would reclaim, you know, and that's kind of what you said, Nadia, like, oh, the, the happy people, you know, or whatever. The, but for me, what would be like the benefit? It feels like lots of energy reclaimed. But just to share that. Just a, just a thought. You there with me? Yep. Go ahead, Karen. Well, just a thought brought up your, what you said. And the place life and love are is here now. And when we're cluttered with this, that, the other thing, and tomorrow and yesterday, do you see? And shouldn't, shouldn't. We're not here now. So we are betraying ourselves in that way. And it's an ongoing, everyday breathing pro uh, thing to deal with. But it's so simple when you get it, even for 10 minutes. Food for thought. Beautiful. Be here now. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Karen. Yeah.
Yes, remind remind me of uh, we wish to hold on to separation. We want to carry that separation for as long as we can. Yep. But in carrying that separation, we uh, we get used to discomfort and suffering to a point where you think, I'm not doing this shit no more. Excuse my French. And, and, and Karen here, my idea is, you know, when I'm so busy with right, wrong, good, bad, and hold on to it, uh, the next day it can all be gone because the circumstances that I had no control over anyway were changed. And I wasted all the time figuring out, you know, how, should, shouldn't, and all that. Uh, so it's... Um, Getting off the hamster wheel, I say. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanna. I wanna um, thank. I wanna thank Angela for that um, three-tier kind of uh, thought, because um, this year was a big year of responsibility and. Um, personal responsibility for all the upsets, all of the judgments, beliefs, and that little girl in me wanting someone else to make me happy. You need to do this so I can be happy. And um, and then realizing no, taking full responsibility, full responsibility, nothing to do with external. That's an inside job. But then also this new realization that um, it's it's just something you hand over and it's it's a state that you're you're led by it's like a spirit leads you it's it really is an inside job but ultimately it's a spirit leading that is um That is actually my experience when you said that. You hand it over in it. Um, <clears throat> it just evaporates because it's not real. <clears throat> and something beautiful like grace and peace can surround that. And it's really is like a remembering. It's it's not a getting to know. It's like a remembering what you already know. Like a continual remembering. Because I think that's who we really are. Beautiful. Thank you. Nadia, you had wanted to share before. Do you still have something? Um, yeah, it was also tying off what Karen was saying, I think, um, about 
the change is, is like disruptive and it's like, you know, it's work, but it's, it's like, you know, your, your life schedule is going to be disrupted when, um, you do anything different. And so like, we know this, it's like, okay, do I really want to be bothered? Is it going to be worth it? And if, you know, nothing in life has been worth it before, then how are we to even conceive of what's worth it? So why would I go through all this work again to do, to something? I don't even know if it's going to work out this time. Um, hypothetically or why would I go through all this work to do something that I don't even know what's going to happen and um and then but here's here's where like the logic comes back in is is once our life does start to get disrupted by God (laughs) then it's like well life is now being disrupted anyway I might as well allow it to be disrupted towards something healing because you know, we hold on to the like illusion that, oh, I don't want to change anything because everything's just like, it's like work. It's like extra stuff, you know, and why bother myself? But then when we, when the world starts to bother us, then it's like, oh, well now, now it's like, well, I might as well take action towards it. You know, so it's, it's a disruption and, and eventually either we're willing to do it on our own or it starts happening around us and it's the invitation to to grow something beautiful um you know but it's like any garden needs work every garden needs work Go ahead, Claire, please. I just, um, Nadia, you just gave me so much inspiration today. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Everything you say and like those sparks go off. But that is something that I would like to let go of going into the new year. Because what Nadia said has been, that has has happened for me several times in my life. And I, I... I don't think I've totally forgiven myself yet for not stepping up and doing it for myself before everything fell apart, you know? So I think that's one of the things I would like to let go going into the new year. Just say, you didn't know you weren't aware enough. That's okay. You know, spirit took care of it anyway. So still, still happened in its own time. And, you know, just make the choice now and don't worry about what happened anymore. Um, like what Karen was saying as well, right? It's now that it's the being here and now and not carrying that those past regrets with you or just being able to let them go. It's so, the, what I, I feel, like for me, I think it would be peace. I think it would be a sense of peace as well as that energy you're talking about, Sheila, as well. So yeah, thank you for for sparking that. Yeah, for me, when I typed these questions, what it came to me was the recent um, forgiveness opportunity is that my mom has different parenting views than I'm doing, surprise. You know, or whatever. 
Um, so there are times in my day where I will listen to something that kind of supports my view of parenting and kind of think, but then I heard something today that was like, we're moving into an age where it's really important that we can disagree and talk to each other about things that we see differently, but we don't get angry. We don't get close-minded. We stay open-minded. So if I were to move into the new year, letting go of this idea that my mom, because I have so many labels on my mother that I have hold on to, and it's showing up in this parenting thing. Again, it's showing up that I want to be different from her in some ways. I want to, um, I feel she's closed-minded and she started to say to me, you're so closed-minded. So it's being reflected back and all this thing that's just ongoing until I decide to really move be forward without the labels I have on her, without the interest I have in um, defending a viewpoint and like you're saying, Nadia, like, why would I give all that up? Because, I mean, what am I getting out of it? Well, I'm getting something out of it because otherwise, you know, Philip pointed this out last week. We learned this at Jennifer's spiritual counseling training, which is everything has, you know, nobody does anything if it doesn't have a benefit. So what's the benefit is a great question. And so I think I get entered. I think I just, I just continue this viewpoint that I am more evolved than my mother or something. And, um, yeah, if I were to let it all go, I can just feel like, you know, I don't get defensive before she arrives at my house or before I arrive at her house or I just, if I let it go, I, j I don't know what it would be like, but I know I'm not, there's no war if I'm not on the other side with my guns out. <laughs> there's no war. And then, and then what? I'm not sure, but definitely it feels exciting. Like it, it brings up curiosity and like, ooh. And then spirit will tell me what to say and what not to say. And spirit would keep me um, peaceful. So that's what I'll share about like when I type this. Yeah. Hmm. That was interesting. It just brings up just in my head, just come like, uh, you know, atonement. I've probably said this, but a few times it's like you're either at one with yourself and everything else is excluded or you're at one big one in the moment. So it's that present moment again. When you're at one with yourself, you're separate from present moment and you're out of alignment with the big one. And then when you're, when you're at one with yourself, you're trying to maintain the, the judgments, the criticisms, the separations, the, all the ways we can keep people away. And on defensive. As, as when we're in alignment, we're totally at one with the moment, we're totally at one with everything else in the world. Everything works in flow. You know, it's like going back to the hurdles, your synchronized hurdle taking, you know. Um, 
it's just it's just we all play we all play a game of being disturbing the the majesty in the moment we all try and create different realities the hold is separate to or from <clears throat> the reality of heaven god whatever you want to call it So, yeah, that's how we get to that at one moment with the at oneness. Thank you. Karen, are you raising your hand? Go for it. I can help you. Oh, okay. Thank you. What comes to me is just giving up. I I just give up. Right, wrong, good, bad. It's only your way and my way. And now that I'm a third generation, my generation's way will always be so different than my daughters and my five children who are in their 50s. And now they're seeing their children as teenagers. And they're opposites on so many things. And it's for each one, they're doing what's right for them. And you have to let go the other generation is for them. And how and let go that that I think I know. You see? It it's it's almost like standing back and watching the play going on. Not right, wrong, good, bad, this is your way and my way and shut up and go home. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Philip was talking, I also think that it can be that I am playing out my mother's, like we're in a karmic dance where she feels, she's told me she's felt inadequate, like she's apologized for her mothering, and then now I'm a So when she sees me doing things different, she keeps defending like the way she did it, and you're right, and she... And when she defends herself, I feel like she's attacking my way. And I, it's like I'm getting involved and it's true. And she said at one point, there's no right or wrong way. And I was like, why didn't we just stop there? She nailed it. That was it. You said it, Kara. You know, that's it. Um, if nobody's wrong, if everybody's innocent, that's it. I just keep forgetting. And so, Carolyn, you know, it's like a remembering, like, remember the innocence. Put down the guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Nadia. I've been watching this, this TV show on Netflix called Travelers and, um, and listening to some other stuff. And the concept and idea of timelines and changing timelines is an interesting one because it's like, um, you know, like the prior generations, they lived in a timeline where they thought the future was going to be a certain way, but then things shifted and the future turned out another way. And then things shifted and the future turns out another way. And so like every day is like a new timeline, every moment in our world, you know, we go left, we, we go, you know, or we leave the house, we turn left or we turn right. 
and then like sometimes our mind's stuck in in like well what if i turned left or i remember that other day i turned left and that happened and this time i turned right and it it's like our mind has the power to like live in these simultaneous timelines but that doesn't free up our our god power to love in the moment and so that idea came up where it's like but let's say we all reincarnated and we all had a family you know in in our last lives and the, the idea that was presented is um you know are we still mad at them for the one time they didn't cook dinner or the the one time that you know we stubbed our toe in another life or like that none of that makes any sense to us like how can i don't know like perhaps we are in some level perhaps we're not but like you know logically it's like i can't still be mad at somebody you know for cutting me off in traffic in my last life like that would make no sense so why am i still thinking about what happened yesterday because it's it's similar it's like the same thing it's a different life it's a different timeline the only thing that's real is this 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 timeline right now and it keeps shifting but it, it shifts in the in the direction that we focus in and so anything that's not in our current focus basically we're like spreading ourselves out into this other reality that's not not real anymore <laughs> that's that's kind of what what jesus was saying of course the miracles is is the past is over <laughs> you're living in the past and um you know what would happen if we all lived in the present <gasps> what if what if everything worked out wonderful today for all of us <laughs> Beautiful. I think that's what, I don't know if it was MLC, one, like Masterful Living, where Jennifer shared that, you know, time, since God is a now system, there's only like the whole past, present, everything is happening simultaneously, which we can try to intellectually grasp, but in a way, I think it comes down to what you just said, which is, and Karen said, if we're here now and if I meet my mom the next time and I don't bring all that into the thing, then only the God, the God power is available. The love is available. Yeah. So I'm not just responding from a past uh, position. Yeah. Beautiful. Final thoughts, final shares. Well, I thank everybody for showing up and uh, doing this work and contemplating this. And this is our last breakout call. So we, but you know, if there's no time, whatever. So anyway, we'll see each other the next time. <laughs> I, I, I presume we're continuing it. We'll see. Um, but thank you. Thank you for coming all the times you've ever come and participating. I really enjoyed this very much. And anybody like to pray us out today? Mm. Philip did it. <laughs> Popcorn. He was holding back and then he, yeah. 
Go for it. I want to go first. Um, but hey ho. <clears throat> okay, so imagine a room, a room that is all that you want it to be. In that room is everything you need. And outside the room is everything you can leave out of that room. So walk into that room. Leave all the ideas of time next. Leave everything outside of that room you don't want, you don't need. And walk into that room. Uh, spirit self, thank you for this opportunity to express all thoughts, all ideas, all abilities to let go of all that we don't want to carry anymore. We want to let go of. May forgiveness wrap around every cell. May love enter every single space within us. May we see a world next year, 2019, just the way we want it to be. May we let go of all regrets, all miseries, all sufferings, all judgments, all definitions of separation that we have created selfishly by accident or borrowed. May our lives be filled with the potentiality of what we were given at the start, whenever that was. May our wishes come true. May our past grievances be let go of. And may life in this world be peaceful, loving, hopeful, rewarding. And may we be one with you. One with that reality that is total love and forgiveness. And so it is. And forevermore. Amen. 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 Beautiful. We'll be buying Philip's meditations on Amazon in 2019 <laughs> and Nadia's books. <laughs> Nadia's books. You, you've been, you know, we don't forget to let us know. They should get at the bookstore at the, okay, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> Love all of you. Thanks for being here. Love from Justine. Aw, thank you. Happy New Year. Oh, but Saturday's class, if you can be there. Anyway, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.